0: Good morning, and welcome to this edition of A Public Affair on KGNU with the Community Foundation of Boulder County. I'm your host, Jim Williams, Dean Emeritus University Libraries for CU Boulder, and I'm also a trustee for your community foundation. With me this morning are Lindsay Barber, founder and CEO of the Impact Architects, and her business partner, Hannah Stonebreaker, manager of strategy, research, and evaluation. Their San Francisco-based firm works with media, advocacy organizations, and funders to design and measure high-impact communications strategies for social change. Their latest report, being published next month, Shines a spotlight on Boulder County's local news and information ecosystem. It finds that we have a dynamic landscape rich with a variety of English language for profit news sites, but not that much in the way of nonprofit radio, television, or Spanish language offerings. So, Lindsay, Tell us about your work first, in general, and how you became interested in featuring Boulder County's news and information ecosystem in your new report.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, Yeah, so uh, I've been doing work with journalism organizations now for the past eight years or so um, to help figure out what the value is and what the impact of journalism is on individuals, on communities, and on things like government accountability. Um, I came out to the Bay Area to work at the Center for Investigative Reporting on a research fellowship And um, my background was in political science. And so it was kind of a funny fit at first, but I just got really passionate about the role that journalism plays in society. And um, when I left the Center for Investigative Reporting about uh, four years ago to start my own company, um, I had the, the privilege of getting to know the folks at the Community Foundation Boulder County through some work at the Knight Foundation. And um, I have a sister-in-law who lives in Colorado, and I love it out there. And so when there was an opportunity to support some of the work they were doing, I jumped at it. Um, And then as we were coming up with uh, this new project about news and information ecosystems, Um, I immediately thought of the important work that the Community Foundation and KGNU have been doing together around the equity reporting initiative and I'm excited to talk more about that today. Um, And Boulder also being a night community and where Google has a big office and the Google News Initiative was a supporter of this ecosystem work as well. It was a pretty obvious fit um, from my perspective for the work. And so we're really excited to highlight everything that's going on in Boulder County.
0: Well, I understand that you actually did some work Prior to this report with the Community Foundation of Boulder County, in fact, you helped the foundation expand its trends magazine into an equity reporting initiative and now includes programming on this very station, such as the trends podcast and the trends diary. Is that correct?
1: yeah it was a really exciting project actually it was the community foundation I have to say it was ahead of ahead of the curve They might not have had this ecosystem report in hand but they had already identified where some of the gaps were in news and information and specifically in, in news and information that was being produced in Spanish language and reporting that was happening um, in spanish speaking communities and in um, but Uh, some of the other communities in Boulder County. And and so they were kind of coming up with ideas for how they might help to fill some of those gaps and knew that KGNU was a potential partner in that work. And so really my role was just to come in and help structure some of those conversations and um, bring in some ideas that were happening in other regions across the country, for examples, um, and, and just support the important work that they were already doing. And I had done some research previously about the you know, the important role that audio plays in Spanish-speaking communities and bilingual communities in the US in particular. And so it seemed like a great opportunity for KGNU and um, the Community Foundation to partner and say, OK, let's take this trends report. Let's think about reporting specifically in Spanish and bilingual communities in Boulder County. And let's try putting out something that looks more like a podcast and radio program as opposed to you know, a digital startup, which is kind of where a lot of energy tends to. To go in, the, in these spaces. Um, so, the Trends podcast was born out of that work. And I remember whiteboarding in the Community Foundation's office together with some folks from KGNU and, and thinking through that process. Um, and there's just been really incredible energy around it in the community. And then, you know, Trends Diaries came out of the um, pandemic and wanting to really have community voices be featured uh, both in text and on the air. And, you know, it's just been really exciting to watch and to track from my vantage point and to see how it's been growing over um, the past couple of years now.
0: Well, I hope you have heard how successful our transit report is. (laughs) So tell us about this new report. I understand, as you just said, that it was funded by the Knight Foundation, the Democracy Fund and others. What were they interested in to learn? And why should our Boulder listeners pay attention to its um, its findings?
1: Yeah, this question about you know local news ecosystems is something that philanthropic foundations like night like uh, the Google News Initiative and others have been talking a lot about for a while. Um, the Democracy Fund, one of the supporters of this work, has been funding um, work in. Colorado in general, through the Colab, the Colorado Media Lab, and there's activity happening in Boulder County there as well. But what this group of funders realized is that for each of them, really, like, they use this word ecosystem, and it means something different, and what is an ecosystem anyway? And so they wanted just some kind of facts, a framework that uh, would help us really understand what is the value of local news and information to community health. So whether it's to individuals and families and making decisions for their own lives. Um, if it's thinking about community cohesion, you know, how do we measure that? What's the role of news and information and there being a sense of community cohesion across different sectors of the community. I'm thinking about government accountability and what's the role of news there. Um, So the goal was to come up with, again, a framework that would kind of bring all of these different pieces together. um, You know, no easy feat in and of itself that would be based in research and facts and what we know to be the role of news and information. But beyond that would apply the framework to nine different communities in order to kind of test and see, does it work? What does it look like when it's applied? And then finally, to have a playbook. So any community that says, hey, we want to actually know what our baseline is, what is the health of our local news and information community, has this playbook where they can actually sit down, write out (laughs) pen and paper if they want, um, uh, different indicators, you know. What are literacy levels? What are does what broadband penetration look like in your community? As well as how many information providers do you have? How many news organizations? Um, what's the ownership model behind those? What languages are they in? Uh, it, Really walks you from start to finish through how to baseline your community, um, and then sets you up to do the same thing again in a year or two after you've identified some of these opportunity spaces. Maybe gone out and done some work, or partnered with some organizations to do some work, and then measure again in a couple of years. You know, is the move the needle moving? Have, are we making progress? What does it look like? And you know, what should we be doing next? Um, so, big picture, that's the project. The report is. Uh, impressive my colleague hannah led all of the research on it and has done just such an incredible job and it will be out march 3rd and you know we really hope folks like all of y'all working in boulder will be able to take that playbook and do some work with it um and you don't have to do the baseline because we did it for you it's one of the case studies and you can just take it and you'll just measure in a year and you'll know uh, you know you're headed in the right direction
0: so how long does the knight foundation funding last
1: yeah so for us that project is you know on publication that's kind of it so we're we're done with with the funding portion of this project um i know that knight is invested in boulder boulder being a knight community and and they're engaged in some of the work that's happening on the ground there around journalism media work
0: so will there have to be another proposal to extend the work
1: if we were to go ahead and us do the measurement again, yeah, we'd have to go ahead and find some additional support for it. Although that being said, I will say one of the benefits of this framework that Hannah's put together is there's a kind of complimentary um, spreadsheet where it literally links out to all of the different data sources. And so you can go through and just click find your city or your county plug in the information and you're on your way. So it's designed to be something, you know, we wouldn't really need a grant to go in or a contract to go in and fill out. Um, We hope somebody could sit down and go through the playbook for their own community and at least do that rough baseline and probably like an afternoon.
0: All right, Hannah, let's let our community talk to the person who actually led the research on this report, uh, which does feature cities all across the United States. So how did you, Hannah, conduct your research? And what were your key findings in Boulder County?
2: Yeah, um, thanks so much for having us and for for the question. Um, Our research was, you know, a long and multi-part process. We started by looking at previous research that's been done both nationally in the United States, how do we talk about news ecosystems, news and information environments, and in Boulder County, how, You know, there have been reports before the Community Foundation has done a lot of investment in it and published a lot of their findings. So we really grounded ourselves in what people have already done and and found. We then interviewed a bunch of people um, who work in local news, who fund local news, who think and research about local news, about what's important to understand. When you're looking at a community and you're trying to understand how healthy is their news environment? How healthy is their information context? Um, What do people look to? And there's a variety of perspectives, and we tried to distill down into one flexible framework that could be used by a variety of people in a variety of places. That primary research was then combined with desk research, looking at, you know, every outlet that we could find in Boulder County and what they're publishing on and you know, approximately how big is their staff and what types of information are they putting out every day for the community. Um, Boulder's a really interesting case study. We found some really interesting elements that I think won't be surprising to a lot of people and then maybe a few that will um, be something that is maybe not talked about super often and that we can look to grow on. Um, Boulder is really dominated by newspapers. There's mostly digital or print outlets um, and while there are quite a few outlets for a population of the size of the county, it's not necessarily diverse in the types of outlets. There's a lot of independent for profit outlets. There aren't that many nonprofits. There aren't that many, um, you know, public media outlets outside of KGNU and the awesome, awesome work that you do. Um, The collaboration between information providers in Boulder is also really heavily reliant on activities across the state or activities in Denver, that there is really cool collaboration happening on a statewide perspective, but there isn't necessarily institutionalized collaboration across news outlets in Boulder County. There is really cool partnerships between non-news outlets and news outlets in Boulder, but not necessarily across them. Um, there isn't a huge amount of philanthropic investment in news organizations. Philanthropic investment coming from foundations and you know community partners has become a really important aspect of news and information as you know kind of the revenue models of how we previously paid for news are no longer as fruitful as they used to be. So um, there was a really big investment made in Boulder County from the Google News Initiative and the Clatchy into creating the Longmont Leader. But outside of that, on a per capita basis, not a huge amount of philanthropic investment. So definitely space for growth there. And then finally, there is really kind of a lack of information in Boulder on how much individual community members trust the information that they're getting from their news providers and those organizations that provide that news. That space is really important to look into in the future. Um, the amount of trust that you see between information providers and the community has a huge role to play in outcomes that we see you know, across communities. Um, trust can play a role in voter turnout. It can play a role of, in community satisfaction. So it would be really great in places like Boulder if we had better information to be able to really understand what's at play there.
0: Better information. Interesting. <laughs> I want to um, take a minute and thank our listeners for listening in today to KGNs of Public Affair. I'm speaking today with Lindsay Green Barber and Hannah Stonebreaker of the Impact architects. And they are discussing with us a new study of theirs that puts a spotlight on Boulder County's ever evolving news and information ecosystem. I want to go back to either Hannah or Lindsay, and at least make one positive statement here. um, And that is, that they have found that nonprofit news outlets, such as this very KGNU station are providing are more rare here than elsewhere. Their report finds that we are low on Spanish language media, yet we're making strides with three full-time Spanish bilingual reporters, three, (laughs) full-time, three (laughs) full-time bilingual Spanish reporters. Um, And so we're not doing so badly in this community, but why is this such a rarity? Uh, If you could, if you could speak to that question, and why is it important that we have been able to do what we've been able to do here? In, in in Boulder County?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I'll start with your question on nonprofit outlets. Um, outlets like KGNU are really important because their incentive, their purpose for being is providing information and news as a public service. You know, for-profit news organizations are dedicated to bringing you news and information, but they also require money in order to do that since they're not necessarily funded by nonprofit um, funding or philanthropic funding. So when you have an outlet like KGNU that can provide, you know, just a public service as their mission, stories that they produce don't have to be a moneymaker. They can produce stories that are critically important, but maybe for a smaller part of the community, but that definitely need coverage, um, even if they wouldn't necessarily make a ton of money for a for-profit outlet. Looking at, um, you know, kind of the amazing investment in Spanish language media that you've made, uh, the baseline, it's just when information is available in the languages that people are most comfortable in or that they prefer, it's more accessible, more people can understand the news and information, more people can get critical news when they need it. And we've seen how important that is over the past year in particular. And being able to provide, you know, a 300% increase in the amount of people reporting in Spanish for the county is just exponential growth that's so important.
0: So how, with with our three um, bilingual reporters, how do we reach the Spanish-speaking community? How does that work occur?
2: Yeah, uh, Uh, This
1: is Lindsay and having the benefit of of getting to work some with the community foundation and with KGNU over the past few years um, and knowing some of the great reporting that's happening. And often the way that the reporting gets back into communities is really through these bilingual cultural brokers, right? It's actually community members, um, the reporters that you all have doing the stories, then being published in English, sometimes in English and Spanish, And then these reporters sharing back with the communities, and it's so critical that reporters are, uh, reporters at news organizations have relationships and ties and are of the communities that they're reporting in, because then they're trusted sources of news and information. And so, y'all know, you have your weekly uh, radio show that goes out in Spanish. Um, That's how people are hearing about it. And then that radio show and its information are getting posted on Facebook and community groups and through individuals who have large followings and who are trusted in the community and that looks different than thinking about, you know, like, is it a Spanish newspaper? It doesn't have to be like a newspaper for someone to get the news and information. Um, but having those reporters who have those relationships, who are trusted in the community means not only is the information getting out, but also that the rest of Boulder County is getting those stories, that they're getting exposed to what's happening in communities that they may not have access to, they may not see in a kind of visible day-to-day sort of way. And so for Boulder County in particular, you know, I'm thinking of the kind of um, largely white, like largely affluent community that doesn't necessarily have access to the stories about what's happening in some of the Spanish and bilingual community members' lives on a day-to-day basis. And so having these reporters, you know, it's not just about getting news and information to the people who, frankly, often know what's going on and know where their, you know, government institutions aren't um, maybe meeting their their goals or are not meeting the needs of some of the residents, but getting that information in front of people who may not realize what's happening sometimes is also of, of true importance. Um, and I would just add to that one thing we found in this report overall is that when you go into any community and start to say who are the reporters, who are the people who are doing the work, um, never mind who are the people who are in leadership positions inside of newsrooms, you that you can't get an answer to those questions. You maybe get one or two news organizations that have published that information, but for the most part, it, it's almost non-existent. And so when you're trying to think about representation and access to stories and whose stories are being told, it's really hard to tell. It's something we attempted to include in this framework, um, but I would say it's one of those places that we still have a lot of work to do um, in any community.
0: Sounds like a great plan. Let's uh, talk just for a minute about our local news landscape here. You all know from your reporting that two of our local newspapers, the Boulder Daily Camera and the Longmont Times Call, are owned by Alden Global Capital. And that's a New York hedge fund that owns the Denver Post and many other papers across the country. Alden was in the news lately for buying Tribune publishing, which includes the Chicago Tribune and New York Daily News, among others. So what is Alden's growing influence meant to the media landscape right here in Boulder and across the country?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I'm from Chicago originally, so uh, close to my heart, the, the future of the Chicago Tribune but talking about investment firms taking ownership of news is incredibly important. Prior to the age of the Internet, investment firms saw news as potential money makers. News are um, differentiated products. You know, the, the newspaper in Boulder brings you information that you can't get elsewhere. So newspapers can compete to give you the best information, get the most customers and charge higher rates and profit from that. But in the news of the internet, where information is everywhere at, the, at your fingertips, it's become much more of a commodity. And there's so much of it, it's so hard to shift through. It's really hard to be new and different and to provide information that you can't get elsewhere. And it's expensive to provide that information. Investment companies like Alden Global believe that they can increase profit from news organizations by capitalizing on economies of scale. They can remove duplicate processes, particularly on the business side or the production side by owning multiple news organizations and having one overall company that can do kind of a lot of the processes that would be similar across organizations. But the problem is, in order to make the kind of money from newspapers that we maybe used to make, um, this more often than not means cuts, cost cutting. And that is both to the business and production side, but that's also to journalists and the number of journalists that a community has. And that's also cuts in the resources that those journalists have to go get information. So it typically leads to worse quality and less information. And therefore, people will stop reading your newspaper or stop paying for the news means less advertising. And then they need to cut even more and quality declines further. So in the case of Alden in particular, the strategy of drastically reducing staff and resources has been pretty well-documented. They aren't there to serve people through information as a public service. They're there to make money off information provided as a product. It's a different incentive model.
0: Well, Hannah and Lindsay, you've reminded us that our listeners here in Boulder County should really care about the volume And the quality of their local news. I wonder if you think there is at this point, the need for a call to action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, donate to your local nonprofit media. Donate to public media. Um, look up the work the Community Foundation is doing in Boulder County to support local news. Check out the Solutions Fund that they're uh, organizing to help develop community-based solutions to um Problems and, and community based solutions that are arising through reporting. Um, you know, I was really excited a couple of years ago when there was a library district tax on the ballot in Boulder that didn't end up happening. And there was talk about what would public funding for news and information look like in Boulder County? Um, put it back on the ballot and <laughs> talk about that again. I mean, I think we need new solutions. We need new creative ways to come about this. And Boulder is a place of entrepreneurship, it is a place of great ideas, it is a place of um, resources frankly and and you'll have the opportunity to do something really interesting and really different that would benefit the entire boulder county community and i'm really excited to keep watching what's happening
0: Lindsay and hannah thank you for being with us this morning and thank you for your information and your recommendations and advice and for our listeners Thank you for tuning in to the Community Foundation's monthly program on KGNU's A Public Affair. You can learn more about the Community Foundation of Boulder County at comfound.org. We'll be back with you on KGNU's A Public Affair on March 22nd. Be well, everyone, be well.